I do the intro, I go, welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast, and I just want all three of them to go, welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast. That's the same time. Welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast. Welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast. Love it. Hello, coaches. Sorry for the delay in getting a new episode out. Coach New Brunswick has been away in Ottawa for the 2018 Sport Leadership Summit. We've got a two-part show coming at you. In this episode, I get the chance to sit down with my coach education colleagues from across Canada and ask them all sorts of questions relating to coaching and life, which you know is kind of the same thing for us. Uh, in the second episode, I pluck up the courage to talk to some Olympic coaches and prominent members of Canada's coaching education system. Uh, so without any further ado, on with the show. Welcome to a late night edition of the Coaches Plan Podcast with Coach New Brunswick and with uh, Via Sport BC. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh, no problem. Thank you for being voluntold participants yeah. in the podcast this evening. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy no to do it. No problem. Can you just go around the room and, and say who you are and what you do? And I'm Katie Jamison. I'm the Sport Development Coordinator at Via Sport BC, which is a fancy way of saying that I support coaches in BC. Cool. I'm Kate Kluse. I am the manager of coach development for Via Sport BC. And that's and, what I do. Okay, that's what I do. <laughs> so this is day two in Ottawa where uh, it's not wee hours of the morning like we did last night. Um, I, I sprung the podcast upon Lynn and, or, or um, no, sorry, Susan and Minot. And now it's your turn. Um, right. So I have some questions for you guys. And then at the end, I'm going to let you each ask me a question. Relating to coaching or oh whatever you like, really. I like it. But, I but, I, but I'm going to ask you guys the question first, and that maybe I'll prep you for something. Um, so question number one, who is your hero? In general or relating to coaching and sports? Yes. Just who's your hero? Um, oh. I think my hero would be Katie Jameson. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> she is cool under pressure, uh, a hard worker, and very dedicated to supporting each coach we have in BC. Well, thank you. I feel very compelled to say Kate Kluse. Um, that wasn't going to be my original answer, but <laughs> I will say, um, well, my original answer was, it's my stock standard answer, but it's my sister, um, Stephanie Jameson, who also works in sport, um, but she's always been a role model and a motivator for me. But seriously, in, uh, in all seriousness, Kate is amazing and has so much experience and knows so much and I could not do my job without her. So please never leave. Um, <laughs> please don't leave before me. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm never ever going to get to a place where I know anything coaching related as well as, well as you do. Not true, but we make a solid team. Um... Okay, awesome. Uh, next question. So I assume you guys both are coaching or have coached in the previous years. What's your sports? Um, my main sport has been rhythmic gymnastics. I've also coached artistic <laughs> gymnastics and now apparently ringette because it's pretty much <laughs> exactly the same as rhythmic gymnastics. Amazing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, my sport, my main sport is field hockey. I've coached in field hockey. I've played other sports, but... Um, I'm actually more on the officiating side than on the coaching side. Oh, cool. yeah. So, uh, what got you into coaching? Why did you start coaching? I started because I've been around field hockey my whole life. Um, and I got to a point where I was like, I know a lot about this and I could really impart a lot of this wisdom mm -hmm. on to a uh, younger athlete. So I, I was coaching 
I coached a team in spring league um, in Vancouver that started at U9, and we worked our way up to about U15. Um, and yeah, it was really fun kind of see them grow. A little bit frustrating at times because they didn't pay attention, but those are kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started coaching because I got involved with my sport and I wanted to compete and there were no coaches and there were no opportunities. So I started coaching when I was 11, 12 years old, (laughs) seriously, Um, so that I could, so that I could learn more and so that other people would get a chance to learn more. And I've been coaching for a long time ever since. It was a lot of figure it out on your own kind of a thing. And then when I got a bit older, I was like, there's this program where I can go (laughs) And learn from people about how to coach. This is amazing! Because <laughs> I had already been coaching for such, well, I felt such a long time. So uh, it would be great to try and get some of these learning opportunities out to those coaches who are struggling on their own. So that's like, why we do like other people like me. <laughs> what? <is> fantastic. <laughs> you mean I can sit in a room and learn this in a day? <laughs> took me five years. <laughs> yeah, it took me five years of just guessing and like interneting and watching <laughs> yeah. like inspirational movies. A lot and, of trial and fail. <laughs> A lot of failure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. We'll let you guys ask me some questions now. Okay. What do you think is the greatest? Oh wait, no. I forgot to ask a question. I forgot oh, to ask a question. On. No, no. There's one really important one. <laughs> okay. I knew I was missing one. What do you think makes a good coach? Um, I would say passion for the sport, um, and a knowledge of the sport. I have had coaches that haven't actually known what they're doing and it was terrible so yeah those two things uh are big for me yeah I think I'd agree I think the a good coach is the one who makes you want to show up again who always makes you want to come back so even the days that you you know feel like falling apart and you think why am I still doing this and my body hurts so much but you're like I want to go back Mm -hmm. so that's the coach Mm -hmm. that's what we need in coaching Mm -hmm. they may not be the most like soft and cuddly but Mm -hmm. yeah Inspiring, motivating. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. agree. Okay, now you can ask me a question. Okay. Um, if you were going to design a coaching course to oh. fill a gap oh. in coaches <laughs> oh, in geez. your province. In my province. In your province, being New Brunswick, mm-hmm. what would the course be called and what would be the learning outcomes? Oh my God, this is a really great question and one I feel like I don't have a good answer for in a second. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to sit for and think for a minute and then I'm going to edit that part out later. Um, How dare you? Mm-hmm. You did not give us this option. Like dance skills from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So that, celebrations. So, that, so that coaches know how to express themselves yeah. through dance, through dance <laughs> skills yeah. when something really important happens for their athletes. Right? We want them to build some skills. Yeah. New Brunswick specific though. Uh, before I moved to New Brunswick, um, this just after the 2017 Canada Games, and this was actually, I remember if this was about a Newfoundland team, the Newfoundland Canada Games team or the Nova Scotia, it was one of the maritime provinces, um, but a sports writer in a, like a daily paper wrote this like really scathing article about how they just like, their province just goes to the Canada Games to just like have a good time and they're constantly coming like. 8th, 9th, 10th, and all the events, and um, they he called them the salt of the earth, lovable losers. Mm. And I just, I saw that, I went, oh my god, that would just be so cutting to feel like that was who you were, and 
and, and what you were trying to do, especially like if you consider like all the athletes who are putting in like really hard training to get to the place where they are to just see that about them and be like, Oh man, I really like, I don't feel like that reflects a lot of what's going on. But at the same time, maybe there's a bit of truth to it where it's like, some people just do think like, you know, the games are just like a good way for us to participate and like get to see the rest of the country and for people to see a little bit of us. And, um, I think, uh, I think so much about, um, what makes sport attractive to people and like why people want to be a part of it and like why they feel like success they find in sport or like winning championships and winning event events is like meaningful in their lives and meaningful to like the community around them and how people take such pride in, in those wins. Like, like that's a big thing. That's not something you should just like say like, Oh no, it's not that big a deal. Cause if you think about like why we go to the Olympics, why Canada goes to the Olympics and win and like spends m millions and millions of dollars trying to win gold medals. Um, it's all about national pride and it's all about like the people, not just like, I mean, it is amazing to see like amazing athletic feats, but it's more about like how that affects the, the country's identity. And so I think the same could be said provincially is you, you go, you put in the hard work, you show up, you make your community proud and you bring them back. And so I don't know, to me that says some sort of gold medal attitude course of just like, you know what, you're, you're an underdog. Sure. You're in a small province, but so what? Go do some good work. Just get on with it and, and prove people wrong. Yeah. There you go. All right, you got one. Um, I was going to ask you what your, like, coaching dream is in terms oh. of, like, level. Um, but oh. now I'm not sure if that's appropriate considering yeah. the tangent you just went on. But, like, <laughs> sure. like, oh, we'll go with that. What is, like, your coaching dream? Like, whether it be oh. the level you coach at or, like, a specific outcome from specific athletes. That's a good one. Right now, the, the, the juniors that have been coaching, the 19 athletes I've been coaching at Fredericton, um, the, we've been trying to push the idea that we're trying to create a program that's going to produce uh, uh, podium finishes or gold medal finishes at, um, at national events. So like we, are like, the, like we are on a pretty competitive path, or a path and we're, we're trying to push big goals from a small program. Um, and while it's, it's cool to have like these, like a, like to be like a, just like an old retired coach and have like a wall full of plaques in your house of all the things you've produced over your life. That's really fun and cool. But at the same time, like I've had athletes who, um, who have come into sport, into rowing and have found a community that they didn't think that they were ever going to like fall in love with or feel accepted in. And like what we did, we just had our team, our team wind up, um, for the season cause the, the water's done. Uh, and we have this thing called feelings time. It's like a little circle where we're all just get in the, the big room and everyone just says how they're feeling for better or for worse with the idea that whatever you say is in a constructive manner. And it's not about just crapping on someone and, and no, like I, you need to hear this because I want the whole team to get better. And so, uh, we did our feelings time and it was like, it was very cute. Like it was, everyone was just so like sappy and, and was being hilarious about it. I don't know, like three out of the the 15 kids or whoever many was in the room that day, three of them said, like, I've never been picked in sports and I've never really found something that I, like, feel like I've been accepted in. Like, I've been a part of teams, but I haven't been a part of the team, you know? And so, and they said, and this is the first group that I feel like I've felt a part of and felt accepted in. And I was, like, on the couch crying and I was like, oh my God, you guys are killing me. But, like, to me, that's, like, my dream in coaching is bringing kids into sports and changing their lives through it. Like that's so, that is so much cooler to me than like any medal you win because I don't know, things can go weird on a race day and, and things can screw up and a whole year of training can be put to, like can be kind of not wasted, but can be 
shown up and um but like it's it's that impact that you have on the the athlete over the course of their life right like that's that's the cool part to me yeah 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 cool yeah anyway um let's go to bed because we have a long day of meetings tomorrow um but thanks for letting me spring this on you um yeah thanks to the nd family yeah no problem (laughs) anytime okay thanks Okay, welcome to another couch version of the Coach's Plan podcast with uh, Coach New Brunswick. I'm Ashley, your host, and we're joined today by Manon Alouet, um, my boss from Coach New Brunswick, the executive director. Um, we're here in Ottawa this week uh, for some national meetings, and I'm going to try and interview a bunch of my colleagues from across the country and hopefully find some uh, fun Olympians for you guys to listen to. No promises, though. I might be, I might chicken out and, and uh, be too awkward to go say hi, but... For now, we're going to start easy with, with Mano. <laughs> Mano, um, I have four questions for you. I'll play it easy, and then I'll let you ask me a question. Okay, Mano, who is your hero? Oof, I feel like growing up, I've had so many heroes, and depending on mm-hmm. different parts of my life, career, I've had a lot of heroes who I look up to and want to hang out with. I think the first step is my mother, because my mom was my mm-hmm. coach. She was my figure skating coach, and I learned a lot from her. I think my work ethic, my love of figure skating. My grandmother was a president of the club, so I feel like it's a family heirloom yeah. kind of deal. That's <laughs> why in my personal hat, I'm a figure skating coach. Um, I think throughout my career, I've had some great people that I've had the opportunity of working with, hanging out with. Um, I think at the end of the day, I have more than one hero that I look up to. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the charisma and the team building that you you kind of have the opportunity of working with and then just kind of building and just trying to be the best version of yourself right. every different day. So it's not just like one person to you. It's like all the people you meet along the way and and how they collectively shape you. And I think the great part of working in coach education and um, being – I guess, involved in coach education in New Brunswick for the past 12 years, I consider some of our coaches in New Brunswick our heroes because I feel like every time that you have the opportunity of celebrating Coaches Week or an opportunity of celebrating the gala or even just having a conversation for a cup of coffee, then you learn somebody or going for Canada Games and hanging out with one coach. You'll learn something really cool that you can either kind of take away, either myself as a career and a leadership position or even as a mom or trying to figure out how I can instill those values to my kids. Very cool. Um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but uh, why do you think you got into coaching? Or well, how, did, how did you start getting into coaching? I got into coaching because I realized that I was never going to make it to the Olympics as a figure skater. <laughs> and I just knew that um, I just wasn't a really good competitive athlete. Like, I was more of a recreational skater. I wanted to see those smiles, those high fives, became a program assistant. And then I wanted to aspire to be a coach because I wanted to make a difference in someone, some child's life and just kind of just see how I can see them grow, develop, and be part of their pathway. Very cool. Um, And so, sorry, to give a little bit of background, what do you coach now? Um, presently I coach figure skating at the Capital City Skating Club. I'm part of the coaching team. So I coach Can Skate, which is the Learn to Skate program. 
until the, I would say the competitive um, to star one, which is basically the uh, seven, eight years old, uh, the competitive level. So that's basically my, I guess, my, my kitchen. Gotcha. Um, and what do you think makes a good coach? I think uh, what makes a good coach is honesty, being there, true to the athlete, giving them the, the right tools and skills for the athlete to actually succeed, and just being present. If they're having a good, bad day, that's okay. You just need to make them smile in any way, shape, or form. Um, and then just focus on that day one step at a time. I think it's just to be present, really. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay, you can ask me a question now. Ooh, that's a really great question. That's a really <laughs> tough one. Um, I've had the opportunity of hanging out with you for a whole year mm-hmm. and moving across, you know, from Manitoba to New Brunswick. We yeah. always have these engaging conversations of what would be mean- more meaningful for you and how do we just kind of keep you challenged along those lines. But now that you've had the opportunity of working with Coach MB and and Coaching Association of Canada and all of our colleagues across the country. Um, and of course, we're here in Ottawa this week trying to like make more meaningful work and bring it back to our province. What do you, what do you, are you excited of taking away um, oh. this week in order to kind of bring Coach MB to the next level? I really like this question. Um, well, I'm excited for a lot of things this week. I, I really love the time we get to spend with the other uh, coach uh, coach education representatives. So the coach Manitobas, the coach Saskatchewan's, like like everyone across everyone across the country. Um, everyone in this group is uh, very willing to be helpful and to share ideas, and nobody nobody's trying to protect their ideas and and you know what I mean. Like we're we're very honest, open. Um, uh, willing to help each other and just make programs the best they can be for everyone. Um, so I'm excited to troubleshoot a little bit with uh, with everyone in the next couple of days um, and then just kind of like hang out with them and have these kind of conversations like we're having right now and just just talk coaching. It's literally 1.30 in the morning right now and I figured what better time to uh, to bust up the microphone than, than now because literally we, we talk coaching all hours of the night, all hours of the day. Hey, Ashley made an apple pie tonight, and we're still talking coaching. <laughs> like it's pretty. Yeah, that's true. I well, I, you got to feed the people tomorrow. Everyone's coming over to the big house to uh, to have meetings, and you gotta you gotta support them with the pie. So yes, we made some pie tonight. Um, uh, I'm excited for. I, I'm especially excited for the sport leadership conference itself. I think the like. So I went to the conference last year. It was my second week on the job. And there are just like some really innovative conversations being had at these conference- conferences about um, about sport, uh, how sport leads Canada and how um, and how to make it better and more meaningful and, and everything like you're saying. Um, so I'm excited to see what people have to say this year uh, about everything. Um, it's There's always just lots of like really cool game changing speakers that come out. Um, it's just like fun getting to see everyone. It's just going to be a fun week. I'm really pumped. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I think we should go to bed because uh, there's going to be a long day of meetings tomorrow and we're probably going to be up even later tomorrow continuing to rant on the couches about just, you know, 
how we're going to change the world, how we're going to change the world through coaching. Um, so, uh, good night, everyone. Um, get to bed, get to practice and we'll see you tomorrow. All right, Susan, welcome to a couch edition of the coaches plan podcast. Shit. (laughs) I'll cut that part out. Um, so I've brought the handheld recorder with me on the trip and we're going to go around. I was hoping to actually get more people tonight, but everyone went to bed too early. Yeah. Lazy bones. But, um, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the week and then partly the weekend too at sport leadership talking to some people and, and there's, there's four questions that I'm going to ask. Well, maybe between two and four questions, I think, depending on what they need. Um, so number one, who is your hero and why? Sorry, everyone. Wait, before, before we go on, Susan, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Susan Lambu. I'm the coaching manager with Sport Manitoba. Cool. All right. Who's your hero and why? Okay. My hero is Ben Johnson. Yep. He has always been my hero. I understand that people have some issues with him, but I think it was kind of, he wasn't quite with it enough to ask the, the proper questions and he was... He lost it on technicality, and yeah, Ben Johnson is definitely my hero. So, what do you what like? What is it about him that made him your hero? Was it just his performance? Or his performance, was it- his um, love of the sport, the just him absolutely loving the sport and not kind of thinking about anything else other than track and field. Interesting. Just that like intense singular focus. Yep. Yeah, that is pretty admirable. I don't think a lot of people Mm-mm. can kind of hold that anymore today. No. Yeah. It was a long time ago, too. That kind of shows my age, but... <laughs> okay. I mean, I think... I don't think you have to be as old as you are to understand who Ben is and, and what he did. And I met him when I was young. Okay, that's pretty that's cool. That's the thing is, I met him okay, when I was right, young and fair. I was a track and field athlete, and all he right. wasn't who he was in the Olympics at the time. He was a lot smaller. He was just one of those average guys that was absolutely amazing in track and field at the track meet I was at. Mm -hmm. And he was humble. He just absolutely loved the sport and, you know, signed my autograph and all this sort of stuff. And he kind of thought like, well, why am I signing this autograph? Mm -hmm. You know, like he was just so humble. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Cool. Um, What's my next question? I wrote these down earlier on the plane. Um, Okay. Uh, why did you get into coaching? Um, well, I've been coaching for coaching many different sports since I was probably 16. Mm-hmm. So a number of years. I started coaching just because there was a need for softball and I love softball. So I thought I'd coach 12 year olds. And then when I graduated university, there was a need in my high school. So I coached volleyball And then I got into Special Olympics, which I've been coaching for 26 years Mm -hmm. because there was a need and a friend of mine was coaching and I thought she would sign my 10 hour practicum, whether I showed up or not. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went to national games and saw the amazing athletes that were there and thought that I could make a difference in their lives and bring them to that, that next level. Very cool. Um, what... And what like got you from like high school coach to coaching at the national games? Like what, what propelled you to that next step? Uh, just the different opportunities and someone saying, Hey, you know, I think you have the, um, the skills to be able to do this. And so I kind of pursued it and thought, you know what, maybe, 
But it was someone kind of saying that I think you might have what it needs, mm-hmm. what it takes to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what makes a good coach? Oh, my. Yeah. Patience. Uh, being able to change on the fly, the drive, the dedication, um, and just that passion that it takes because coaching is tough. It is definitely that, um, that career that really, it's a very weird career, very weird career and very, um, I know, thankless career Mm. that basically you hear when you're not doing something right and you don't hear when you're doing something great. Mm. Um, so it takes a really dedicated person who has that massive passion for the sport to be able to do that. Right. I think it's like a math. I think it not only is the passion for the sport, but also the passion for the people in it, mm-hmm. um, and for wanting to make a difference in people's lives. Like I think oh. about uh, the the group of junior athletes that we coach in Fredericton. It's like we we're there to teach them rowing and how to be good rowers, but we're trying to teach them how to be good people first, totally. and then from there we can work with something and and make them good, not like, take them from good athletes into good rowers. Well, it really amazes me the um, amount of influence that a coach has on athletes lives Mm -hmm. and I don't think coaches really understand how much they mean to the athletes Mm -hmm. even at lower levels even at community levels I think it's just incredible the amount of influence that a good coach and a bad coach would have on an athlete's life Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a good segue Uh, who was a big influence in your life personally Um, there was a couple uh, someone named Wayne McMahon. He was one of my first uh, track and field coaches. He is one of the guys that had um, the confidence in me when I didn't have it and thought, hey, you can actually do this and kind of pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and, and like really made, no, you have to sacrifice and make this dedication um, to be able to get there and kind of said, hey, I know that you can do this. So I'm going to push you to where you can get to. Um, mm. Yeah. And he was my track and field coach. And then there was a volleyball coach and God, he was in high school and he's like, well, actually it was a few, you know, my high school volleyball coach. Um, and then there was Addie Ringash, my phys ed teacher in high school that mm. just kind of said, you know what, Susan, you're doing everything. You have no choice. You're doing absolutely every sport because I know that you can excel in every sport. <laughs> so she didn't give me a choice. Nice. Yeah. And and it was all worth it in the end. Yeah, yeah. It, I didn't kind of go super far, but um, the the confidence that they built in me was pretty awesome. Very cool. Um, and then I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to let you ask me one question. Why did you go into rowing? Uh, because I <laughs> was I was burnt out as a swimmer. And I heard that swimmers typically made good rowers because it's a, a similar, like lots of like long training hours, um, lots of similar muscles, uh, get to race on the water, kind of in the water, but not really. Um, I was like, oh, I can breathe whenever I want. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, a- I knew you as a swimmer. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I heard that you went to rowing. You knew me like, as a swimmer. I didn't think I, I was that good I of a swimmer. I knew your name as a swimmer. Really? I did. I, I don't know why, but I knew your name as a swimmer. I was not that fast. But I knew your name as a swimmer. Okay. Interesting. And then kind of went to rowing. And well, I was, I was, I was coaching a little bit in swimming, so yeah. I'm not sure if you heard me coaching in swimming or if I, like, I was I, I don't swimmer. remember. I don't remember, but I knew you oh, wow. were as a swimmer. I did not realize I made a name in anything in yeah, swimming. Yeah, you That's sure great. did. Amazing. Even though, like, yeah, I was like, I think I was training like 25 hours a week in, in grade god. 11 and 12, but which is like, oh my god, insane. But yeah, um, a lot. Uh, and probably contributed to some of the burnout. But yeah, the um, yeah, I, like I was always like bottom of my bottom of my group. But it was also because all the all the kids I was training with were like middle distance, long distance swimmers, yeah. and I was the only sprinter in the group. So I I was I would just be crushed in training every day because mm. all the training was geared towards mm. the 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 middle and the long middle distance. Long. And then like every every once in a while we would have like a sprint set, and I'd be like, okay, today's my day. Thank God. That's <laughs> funny in Special Olympics, um, with mission staff of the national team. Yeah, I just found out two athletes in Ontario train fourteen hours a week mm-hmm. within Special Olympics. Wow. And anyone who I said that to, they're like, Special Olympics? Are you kidding me? Yep. They're training 14 hours a week and spending like $1,200 a month in training. And they are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like it totally pays off. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful athletes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, my cousin Michael was a, a downhill skier from Manitoba, which is the funniest thing uh it still he went to national ga- world games yeah world games First in austria ever athlete, um, alpine skier from manitoba mm-hmm. and he uh won a bronze and a silver was mm-hmm. it yep was he named he was named uh probably Manit- athlete of the year for manitoba very very cool yeah. i i met his coach actually at sport leadership this time last year and um, Ron. Ron, what a sweetheart! Strooch, he's so amazing. I, so I go up to him. I introduce myself. He doesn't. I've never met him before. He doesn't yeah. know who I am. And he's like, "You're Michael's cousin," and he gives me a big hug. Yeah. He's like, "You're Ron like family." Is like, oh, I uh, that to me is like one of the coolest things about sport is like you meet these people that mm-hmm. you small, small, oh my small God. world. Sometimes too small. Actually, a good reminder to all coaches out there to like. Keep yourselves in check because you never know who you're going to need to you're call upon and always gonna who you're going to run into. and That will make a difference in your life and yeah. you have to call upon. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. Learn how to work those connections. Try not to burn your bridges. Oh, for sure. Uh, connections are huge. Yeah. Be a good person and be a good coach. Yep. Be a good coach for sure. Yes. All right. Thank you for being a uh, very uh, improvised episode of the Coach's Plan podcast. Uh, we're coming to you live from the uh, the hilarious Airbnb mansion that we're staying in right now. There's like six or seven of us from the uh, PTCR, Provincial Territorial Coaching Representative Groups. There you go. Good job. Um, and we're gearing up for uh, three days of meetings and then a couple days of conference in, uh, in Ottawa. And uh, hopefully I can find some Olympians and, and some people for you guys to listen to. Tell us what the. No. <laughs> I think you like it. As long as we're not live, I think we're okay.